Even a stopped clock gives the right time twice a day. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the With Nail and Us podcast, where tonight we will be discussing all things Marwood, Marvellous Marwood, who obviously isn't mentioned in the film. He isn't name-checked. We don't know his name. Obviously, the only reason we do know his name is because it's mentioned in the script and the screenplay. So we are calling him Marwood, but obviously you just... The name isn't even mentioned in the film, but he's definitely worthy of discussion because, of course, he's the main character and the film obviously is seen through his eyes. So we think it's time we had a little bit of love for Marwood. And joining me this evening, of course, as always, is my good friend, Roger. I must go home at once and discuss his problems in depth. You really need classic to. Marwood. Yes, indeed, I do. <laughs> it is classic Marwood. The paranoia and the fear straight from uh, straight from the off. How yeah, are you doing? You all right? I'm I'm good, thank you, my love. I'm all right. Tonight I'm back on the wine. So am I. Oh, lovely. Wine and uh, wine and Nurofen mix at the moment. Due to oh. the bad back. Oh, you're getting on a bit now, you see. <laughs> yeah, what's in your hump? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm enjoying the wine and enjoying thinking about Marwood. Yeah, uh, but I think people you it's say... often key but often not discussed i don't know i think so i think because with now pulls so much focus and monty as well and even yeah. danny i think it's sort of it marwood obviously even though it's definitely his film we definitely kind of sort of you know don't i think we he he definitely sort of can fade into the background a little bit yeah he can i mean so it's paul mcgann he's an established actor at the time hadn't he he'd done quite a, quite a bit he was like probably the star i would have thought when they were casting this um, yeah definitely definitely yeah he's definitely done quite a bit of tv probably a few films he's um very established obviously very good i think um richly grant talks about he was slightly intimidated when they first did a read through together is who he is and he's he he constantly goes on about what a great actor he is and i think he is actually i think he's quite an unsung english actor yeah definitely and i love the fact as well he's definitely one of those actors who doesn't he doesn't seem to put himself about a bit if you know what i mean (laughs) <laughs> explain yourself well put because about how well, dare you <laughs> well obviously being an actor an actor you yeah. would expect obviously you know there's a lot of self-promotion going on i don't think with paul mcgann that's yeah. the case no and he doesn't no, think he about doesn't. you know he's obviously comes from a big acting family all those brothers mm. you know they're all out it, and about and about i think 17 that, of them isn't it our last count our last count yeah and they're all in bristol aren't they yes and all down with another you. reason i love it. yeah yeah we go down the Lloyd together, where we used to. We discussed that in the first ever episode, I think. Yes, we did. Obviously. We, had, we, we had a good chat. We catch up every now and then. I see. Good. I have seen him walking around Redland, but many, many years ago when I lived up that way. So, um, yeah, I don't know if he's still down here, but he certainly was in the 90s. And I think, you know, the fact, obviously, you know, the, the name is very well known. And I'd say out of all of them, he might be possibly the most successful, but perhaps the one we maybe hear less about. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I can't, I can't, I don't know who they all are. Is he? I thought he'd be, he must be the most successful, isn't he? He's done the, and he did the, the Doctor Who films that we talked about, yeah, obviously. You did. I've no idea about that. But weirdly, we... the last Doctor Who that came out quite recently when Jodie Whittaker bowed out, um, Paul McGann had, um, he had, no, he had a little bit part in it. He reprised his role for the first time yeah. with the BBC. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he was fabulous in the Monocle Mutineer. 
which I think we may have mentioned before, but it's one of the things. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. So it's amazing BBC drama. It's totally, mm. incredibly controversial because it showed all the mutinies that were going on during the carnage of First World War and then all the, you know, the horrific treatment of our troops by our troops, so-called leaders. And he leads the, um, these brigade of mutineers, but they've never repeated it. But I remember watching it thinking this is phenomenal. So wow. Yeah, he was quite young when he did that. And then he's, we should have his filmography up, really, shouldn't we, to be honest, if we were should, should anywhere do. near professional. But we're, we're talking about Marwood. He was fantastic. Yeah, but, you know, the actor, don't we start off with... Yeah, true, true. On, but he's also he's a good looker as well. Of course. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, very and, good looking man. Yeah, I mean, probably more conventionally than Richard. But, he, mm. yeah, you can see him. He certainly fits the mould of an actor at that mm. time as well, mm. who you'd imagine would get roles. and. Eventually, he does. Yeah, and uh, and and I think you know. I wonder if he embraces with Nell as much as 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 Richard E. Grant does. You know, I think I know you mentioned about mm. that time about how when every time uh, a new student uh, term starts, he always yeah. seems to get a bit of more recognition and pick up and stuff because of the film doing its rounds again. But yeah. I wonder if he sort of still sort of embraces it. It's, it's perhaps not the part where you could just swan into a room and 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 go scrubbers and everyone know what you're talking about. Do you know what I mean? Because he didn't have those lines no, like Richard no, did. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, he still got, he still got when the interview I heard a long, long time ago when he was in Bristol, we do, as he said, every September, October, he would get people shouting at him in the street lines, but you don't associate him completely with the film. Like you do Richard. hundred mm, percent. Mm, definitely. But, you know, he was very much key. Oh well, absolutely, and you know, it was you know, we were we were talking about about him, about how it's based a little bit on you know the the film. It definitely is seen through his eyes, and the narrative is definitely his. Um, and I think it's it's based about sort of it's obviously his life and it's his journey, and yes. you know, oh. I'm very interested about why he's just not named. Yeah, I don't. That's just I don't know. It's something to do with the diary format, I think. I just read the bit here of the screenplay from 66 to 76. I kept a diary and page after page is about Vivian and I. And it goes on about, as we said before, they met in drama school, as we, as we know, but he's already saying it there, Vivian and I, that's, it, it probably was a working name for the film or the script or the, yeah. the book, whatever he was doing at the time. But yeah, perhaps that's where you took it from. I think there's no need to name Marvel. Yeah, it's all about, if you're writing an autobiography, you don't refer to yourself in the third person, no. do you? So, or a diary? Yeah, it's always. I think Maria Carey did. We we. But I love. No. Also, well, I love the fact they really absolutely stick to that. It's not a gimmick. It's almost like a, a a kind of sort of structure. They it's and even when you know when he goes to the door and and he tries to sort of the the Parkins mother. And she goes, who is it? And he goes, me. Oh, yeah. Well you know, spotted. Yes. But he doesn't yeah, say Marwood or he doesn't say, oh, I'm, hello, it's, I'm from, it's, I'm a stranger yeah. from London. He says me. And so it's always me and I. And, and when uh, Wivner was talking to Monty, when they go around to get the key for the cottage, mm. he just refers to he, he, him and he, doesn't he? A couple of times yeah. refers yeah. back to him. He doesn't say Marwood is doing, what is it? Yeah. I can't remember which plays he's looking towards, but yeah, it never gets it never gets name checked at all, which is quite subtle. Yeah, it's nice though. It's nice. Yeah, and, and again, it really does sort of reinforce that that idea that this is seen through 
Marwood's eyes. This is mm-hmm. his story. Even though he's not the main character, it's definitely his journey, which I, I, I kind of like as a device. Yeah, it's unusual as well, isn't it? Mm. Having the main character not being the the uh, focus. Yeah, absolutely. But no, I think it's yeah, it's a good. It's it's definitely a little a, a note, you know, a nice sort of note, and it just sort of adds another layer to the film. Yeah, it does because people who are new to it go, "What, what is this with now an eye? Who's eye then?" And you have to explain mm. that it's all about Paul McGann's character. So we start off. He starts off in the paranoid as hell, doesn't he? But in in the flat. <laughs> With the soundtrack going off and your dog barking in the background. Sorry, <laughs> you're, you're not in this. And, oh, um, yeah, he has to get out of the flat. I think yeah, and he puts the kettle on. Uh, Do you there's want nothing any tea? there. There's matter. Do you want tea with Nell? Yeah, yeah. And he just had enough. Goes down to the horrific greasy spoon, and then the paranoia kicks in. Yeah, the classic Marwood paranoia, and the fact that he can't cope with anything straight away. The bloodshot eyes. So we see we are seeing it at the start through through his vision and his narration, aren't we? Straight off the bat. We we get an idea straight away that whatever their situation is, he's not happy with it. Yeah. And he he's definitely on some kind of trajectory where thinks something's gotta change because he's like literally on the edge. And but immediately you get this sense that he's not obsessed with Widnell, but it's definitely Widnell is the source of either all the the action or the problems or because, you know, the first line you said about I have to go home at once and discuss his problems in depth. It's with now is is the cause yeah. of all of his kind of he's definitely either yes. dragging Marwood down or he's the cause of all his unease and problems. Yeah. 13 million Londoners. And I have to cope with this. Vickers or brown and rape. And I can't cope with with now. It's, it's straight away. Yeah. It's, he's put he's laying it at this door, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is my problem, and what am I going to do about it? And I love the fact the uh, first thing he thinks about is got to take him on holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where does that come from? He's obviously heard about because straight away he leads him, doesn't he? Yeah, because he, he knows about his... Monty's co- yeah. Monty's cottage. But what I do love is that obviously the real Bruce Robinson did go on that holiday to Penrith with his mate. Right. So that did that he? did happen in real life. He didn't go with 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 uh, Vivian. He went with another friend, that guy Mickey, that, that lived the with one. them. Yeah, yeah. And so he sort of drew that all together. But I love the fact that he just thought, you know, we've got to get out of this situation. And so he, yeah. he you know, wrote in the fact that, that Monty had a cottage that they could use. Yeah. And almost exploiting Widnell for that, isn't he, to be honest? Also using Widnell to, in a Widnell style way of getting something out of him. Yeah, well, true. You I suppose. About your family. But also as well, in a way, maybe he's thinking it might be good for Withnell as well to get out. You know, maybe he's trying to be a friend. I know we spoke a lot about friendship in the first episode, but maybe he is trying to help him and say, look, you know, we can get away. I can maybe get you out of, get away from Mm. Danny and get away from the booze for a bit. And of course it all ends up being worse. (laughs) Way more. Yeah, there's obviously a cycle, isn't there? There's a cycle to their life probably. Mm. Just up and down as pubs recovering drugs recovering not getting any parts so to break that cycle yeah he take he wants to take them out it makes sense doesn't it and it and also maybe there's that idea that having a holiday is a normal activity that people do and he's maybe just trying to sort of give them that sort of sense that this is what normal people do we can have a holiday and and maybe we'll reassess ourselves and things like that but of course obviously all they do is just do exactly the same as they do in London, <laughs> but just do it in Penrith. 
do it in the UMSCA, but with less resources. <laughs> yeah, I, I, in his mind, I don't think the cottage was anything like it played out to be. No, no. Like and that. and then the fact that you throw in Monty uh, with his, you know, his sort of yeah. predatory. Yeah, yeah so poor old, poor old Marwood doesn't really get. But there is a really sweet bit. You know, that first cool. morning when they wake up and Withnell's obviously still in bed and Marwood goes off for a little walk on his own. And he's yes. got his stick and he sort of walks and the, the countryside ah, is beautiful. That's what and I think he wanted the holiday to be Exactly, like. yeah. So he has that moment where he's thinking, actually, we can do this. We can do this. We can clear our minds, get some yeah. fresh air. Have fun. Yeah. And Look he's, good. Yeah. And he's feeling a bit, you know, master of the countryside. And then, of course, as soon as Withnell wakes up, then chaos ensues again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does always go back to him, doesn't it? Him and the booze. Yeah, poor Marwood in a way, really. Do you think? Well, I know you yeah. sort of you have had some reservations about his using Withnell a little bit and riding on his coattails a little bit. But is there well, the yeah, argument he's paying for the flat? I suppose they well, they well, they're both signing on. So in the sixties, you'd probably get paid full rent, wouldn't you? And mm. more just for a laugh. But um, I wonder if you know maybe I I also still still believe that Marwood actually is a friend to with now because he does try to curb his excesses as we've discussed. Yeah. So... No, yeah. True. Now they are friends. There's definitely a friendship there, mm. but he does keep, he constantly keeps raining it back that, that with ways are a problem to him and he can't yeah. cope with it. He doesn't no. know how to cope with it. Um, no. He's holding him back with the, their, their aim in life. The thing they both want decided to do was to become famous actors. Yeah, but I think it's quite clear early on that only one of them is going to do it. It is nice. They do have little moments. And that walk yeah. is a great shout. That's a really good call. Yeah, and I really get the feeling that Marwood actually is enjoying that moment. And I feel happy for him that he had that. But, yeah, it doesn't last yeah, long. Like, like the moment in the tea rooms. Yeah. You know, where they're absolutely wetting themselves. It just that, that they would have Things would have come that would have happened that it wasn't all bad between the two of them. and They've had moments of good friendship and fun but not many in the film <laughs> no no and I actually sometimes feel quite you know sorry for Marwood at some points you know I sort of feel like obviously yes he is definitely he's it he's got that he, it feels like he could tip over into yeah some kind of paranoid episode yeah definitely and obviously when he gets high at the end and you know he's getting the fear you know I sort of feel for him that he he can't cope with that you know he needs to get out of the messiness because he wouldn't survive it he needs to get outside. He feels unusual. He does. Bless him. But I think the 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 thing that the only problem I have with Marwood, and I Go get on. that he's a foil, and he's definitely a the blank slate on which Monty can interact and with now can interact. And you need a straight man. I get it. And he's definitely the straight man. Yep. But he hasn't got any funny lines. No. If you think uh, the famous quotes that we we ran through, and we took ages in our head coming up with those ten. Mm. You know, he's nowhere, is he? I vote conservative is one of my favourites. Come on. So, come on. When was he funny? At any time? No, he's not. He's not got any of the absolute killers. He's always the worried one. He's always the one that does the worrying for the mm. two of them. He's always the one with the, the conscience and the concern and the paranoia. He's like, I can't think. Go on. You've got one up your sleeve. What's in your hump? I haven't. I have nothing in my hump. I honestly can't think of a time when Marwood made me laugh. And I think, see, no. when I try to think of how bittersweet the film is, and it's a real mix of tragedy and comedy, 
the comedy only comes from the other three characters, Danny yeah. Widnell and Monty. So is Marwood then the tragic character? But he isn't because he's the one that gets out. Yeah, no, he's definitely he's just a straight man, I suppose, as you said. Mm. He, he is, you know, somebody that has to be there to bounce the jokes off and mm. to be the one who gets worried, the one who gets paranoid. Mm. I can't think. I'm desperately trying to think. Rack my brains of no. He no. says. He says he gets the line that you opened up the podcast with. Yeah, even a stop clock, but that's but that's, that's, that's not. Not yeah. funny. That's just no. almost like, oh God, awful. Like so, maybe you're just finding little moments of sincerity in just awful chaos, and your that's yeah. all you got to hang on to. Yeah. Who's the stopped clock? Is it him or with now? I don't know. It's a bizarre, great phrase, though, isn't it? Mm, mm. But he gets that. I mean, yeah, but he didn't. No, he doesn't get. I can't think of any any. You know, he's all every time he's like, shut up with no. Mm, mm. Constantly trying to calm him down and and move on. Trying to get somewhere. No, he, he doesn't. He's the straight man. It's really well put. He because it, if you think about, if there were two Wisnow characters bouncing, yeah. it, the noise would be oh, too gosh. much. It would be just all, and it'd be unwatchable because mm. you couldn't, you wouldn't be able to make sense of it because you wouldn't have someone there. Like if we were the sort of the normal person in that situation, we would would be able to view it sort of as as Marwood is. But if if if, if everyone is off their head and crazy yeah. and completely losing it then you know there's nowhere to go with that is there it's just complete yeah you're right it's carnage yeah it's, it's, it throws the question up doesn't it how much robinson there is in marwood mm. good question i mean it's what you know do you think that's how he felt when he's in the, the episodes he wrote for those what was it eight years in the diary is he always Definitely. the one who's worried is he always the one who's concerned I mean, he must have been for his friend's health wasn't he yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, the, the the sad thing is, is that obviously Bruce Robinson did go on to be successful and mm -hmm. his friend Vivian didn't and ended up being quite poorly and died. And, you know, was, you know, that awful story about when um, Bruce Robinson went to visit um, Vivian when he was ill with cancer and he had a bottle of, a bottle of whiskey and he just poured mm. it straight into his um, stomach tube. Awful. You know, and that is just so such yeah, a tragic, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. You know, and and obviously what had happened is obviously Bruce had extricated himself from that situation. Obviously, we're yeah. just we're just assuming now a lot, um, but obviously he did have a career and is successful and still alive, and and Vivian mm. isn't. So in terms of 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 the two characters based on those two real people, it is quite right how it turned out in the film. Yeah, I think it's fair to say it's fairly similar to perhaps the diary entries. You mm. know, it, it almost reads a bit like a diary entry, doesn't it? How you'd you'd be writing about somebody else a lot and you, you're not in the same boat, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I think I think the Marvel can be safely say that it comes out the pages of Bruce Robinson's diary. Yeah. As himself. Yeah. Oh well. You've got it's, a travel lawyer. You got, <laughs> but it is. It's. It's. It is quite sad. It is. It is quite almost. As I said, there is that that tragic comedy element to it, the bittersweet element to it. Um, and in a way, you're sort of almost rooting for Marwood to get out. Yes, know? I am. Yeah, I. I, I really mm. am. You, mm. you. You want him. You don't want him to be sucked into the chaos. No. Yeah. You? you really no. don't. And when he gets there, it's good. I mean, we'd all love Wibnall to get there as well, but. 
that's a that's a long way to go down that road. But he, yeah, we are rooting for him. As you said, you get worried when Danny turns up because he's leading him mm. astray, effectively, isn't he? And he yeah. can easily slip. He's not far away from slipping down that that slope. But what sets him apart, I think, from that he's got uh, over Wibnall is that ambition. He's still got the slightly more straight straight ahead. He's got to come from a different background where he knows it won't just come easy for him. We'll just get it naturally, as we've discussed before in the past. I think he realises, if it is, you know, based on Robinson, he's very much the grammar school boy. I think he mentions that about Marwood. Mm. He's had to work hard to get the, the, the qualifications, to, et cetera, to get into drama yeah. school. So he's got, he knows that he just can't drift along and be, be looked after. So I no. think that tiny bit there separates him from Widnell, doesn't it? Yeah. It stops him from... Definitely, but but so the, right? the, yeah, oh, absolutely. But we've obviously mentioned class quite a lot, and mm. I think obviously we know about the aristocratic background of Widnell. Um, we don't get that from Marwood at all. So he's definitely obviously working harder and knows he has to actually pull out all the stops to get out of it. But he's also being not just dragged down by his class, but by this situation that he finds himself in with Widnell, where it's very easy to tip into addiction and chaos and all of yeah. these other things that could stop him and he does very well I think to actually pull in a good audition and get a part get the lead and yeah. leave I got the lead yeah 100% I'm imagining we again we, this is real guesswork but his parents are probably fairly straight laced run of the mill you know work hard and study hard types that he comes from who knows I'm just purely you can sort of tell there's a bit mm. of that in him where he's quite polite um, he gets on with things. He's he's not he's not coming from a background of carnage and and Uncle Monty and whoever else is behind Wivnell. So that's what's that is what just keeps him there. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've got the feeling from him, good Northern types. You know that sort of yeah, in the sixties. You sort of feel like there's you know come down to London with your good suitcase. You know I'm probably being absolutely terribly. People who lived in you the are. north in the sixties. Oh, you know all those listeners. We've got listeners but, all around the world now. She's having to go to the north. I know. I know. We've someone's but, listening in the Falkland Islands, by the way. Yeah, who, and it's, yeah I love that. Who, whoever whoever that you is. are, <laughs> we're thinking. Hello. Of, yeah, we are. Thinking of, yeah, yeah, it's very much for you. And big in Italy as well. So, mm. ciao. What, where were we? I can't remember where it was. Marwood's Marwood's background. Yes, and I was going to make a point. I can't remember what it is, but not to worry. Um, yeah, so good for Marwood. He does. He actually gets out of it. But what that means is, obviously, the consequences of Marwood making it means that, obviously, with now falls further down. Because yeah. his one, the one person who curbs his excesses is going to go. Yep. You know. So I know. I know we're going to talk. He's, about left, the with, he's left with Danny and presuming Ed. Yeah. And what other characters he rubs along? You know. He's he's wow, he's inches away from being on the street, I think. Well, well yeah. right there. I mean it's all it's all in the uh, massive end of party last ending episode. But yeah, it, it starts there, doesn't it? when he gets the lead, the cigars on, the grin is across the classic Marwood grin. That's um, very much one of his signatures. Oh um, yes, yes, he has got that mad grin, grin, isn't he? I yeah. do that grin a lot. That sort of fake grin he has to pull. I can't this is stop it, smiling like, at the yeah. fucker. <laughs> yeah, his muscles go, I mean, don't they? <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he's got that. 
It's, and yeah, he does it when he comes out of the toilet in the pub as yes. well. Yes. He comes, he's like, well, don't, and he's like walking across going, don't Honestly, look. <laughs> I, that is so part of what I constantly do, the smile, the petrified smile. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't know what to do, so he just walks across the pub, <laughs> smiling with an absolute nutcase abusing him. Yeah. His mechanism might have gone, as we mentioned before. It's a great summary, but yeah, there he is. He's um, He's got that all in him. And so I know obviously we need, we will talk about the ending. I know we keep mentioning it, but the fact he has his hair cut and he's got a different, mm. you know, and he's got his nice jacket on and he's packing his suitcase and his room's tidy and just all of that. And I feel like he's sort of, you know, and he's not drinking and just I feel like he sort yeah. of knows that he's he's got to say goodbye to all of that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He's got what he's wanted. He's got what he's been after. He's been led astray. The he's had the bump in the road that was Woodnor, but now he's off, isn't he? And the yeah. congratulations from Widner when he sat and down. Stop it, don't. I know, uh, we're going to set you off, but... Congratulations. Oh, yeah, I know. But that, that's it. That's that's the end, isn't it? Mm. He's gone mm. through this grammar school education. I'm guessing, you know, quite a conservative, small-c upbringing. Meets the carnage that is Widner at drama school. Everything goes mad. He thinks he's losing it, but he pull, Marwood pulls it back round, gets the lead, cuts his hair, has a nice suitcase. And a hat, don't want a hat yep. comes from. That chapter's yeah. over. Yeah, it is. And it's funny because I wonder sort of, you know, obviously with now would never get out of that. We know that. Yeah. But so Marwood does, and it'd be interesting to think, you know, what does when he looks back, is it kind of like with a fondness? Does he think, oh, we had you know, like we look back at our student life and we, oh God, that was a bit mad. We had a good time. But we kind of mm. sort of forget how fucking dreadful it was, you know, how poor we were, you know, the times we got the fear. It's going know, to be a lot of refugees. A lot and, of refugees. And Wivner is going to is clearly one of them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and do you think it, 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 he would have gone back, wouldn't he? He would have looked him up. He'd be off actoring, being superb. But I think he'd, he'd, think he'd, he'd go back and every now and then try and find out what's going on with Wivner and try and look after him, try and get them straight in there like you do. Yeah, um, I wonder. I wonder. I think he would, don't you? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh no! Oh no! It's hard work because I wonder if if it's too easy to get. He knows that Withnell's a bit of a kryptonite for him. No, but he's he's got the, he's working. He's got he's got the gig. He's living somewhere else, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah. And he's, does he go back? Is it up north? Is it Manchester? He goes up to. Well, nice, it's good, interesting good, you mentioned about the north because um, Bruce Robinson, one of the interviews I read, in my massive amount of preparation I've done for these uh, podcasts. He talks about he wanted um, uh, McGann to have a northern accent, a slight Mancunian accent. He didn't really pull off, so they left it. So he definitely comes from that way. Mm. I can't remember which theatre is it. It's a bloody good little theatre. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's proud. You know, he's got a... Yeah. yeah. And I think it's Manchester. That's in my head. It could be the return to... Yeah, turn to the north. But Mm. when I've no doubt he'll go off to successes and be back down in London. I think he'd look him up. He wouldn't cut him adrift. There, there is a friendship there. Um, I, I don't. Oh, I don't really. No, I, that goodbye is a, a final one for me. That's why it's so awful. No, I don't know. I think they've been through so much. I mean, he know. Yeah, you're right. He knows that he'll he'll drag him back, suck him back in. But I don't know. I just think he's. He'd think he might look him up. We'd have to beg to differ on that one. Who knows? But he might remember the little holiday they had, you know, when they had a bit of fun in the tea rooms and he had a little walk around. And But then also he might remember how 
you know, with now you know, set him up with his 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 scary uncle, um, and yeah, uh, yeah, tried to um, yeah, exactly. I, I heard about your arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you're a toilet. <laughs> but that so bit deals with all that so well. That character's oh, worth touching on as well. Really he deals have, with it. He's got I, such sympathy. You'd murder with no. Oh God! Clearly when, he, done. when he goes into the bedroom to wake Withnell up to wish a yeah. buggery on him, and Withnell, one of the best lines ever, when he just wakes up and he doesn't, he just doesn't even open his eyes, and he goes, "I deny all accusations." <laughs> what I love that is a way to wake up. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, but yes, you're right. I think Marwood actually his sympathy. He does have it. He really has sympathy. Really has empathy. Yeah, there you go. We've talked about how he deals with Monty. It's not just like get off me. You're horrible, and I fucking hate you. Don't touch me. It's he tries to talk him down and make him feel good about yeah. himself. You know. So actually, he maybe has more. Yeah, he's in... a lovely guy. He's yeah. a lovely guy. He really is. He's but he's just been pulled into this world of carnage and chaos, and. He deals with it all magnificently, doesn't he? He's got a lot more patience than most people would have. Uh, yeah, but that, but then again, you know, it's weird when you get into that situation when you're dealing with somebody very chaotic and you're treading those eggshells mm. all the time. You do kind of turn on, and I know we've discussed this before, but you turn on that kind of, you know, placatory sort of role, and you start sort of thinking, "Oh, how yeah. can I? How can I soothe them? How can you yeah. know?" And it's not a good place. You shouldn't Come have on. to. You shouldn't have to be like that with somebody to sort of, you know, stop them hurting you, you know, no. to try, you know, you sort of have to sort of, you know, turn yourself into a different person to placate someone else. That isn't, that's not a healthy relationship. No, it's clearly the whole thing's not a healthy relationship. I just mean how he dealt with Monty, really. How he was incredible mm. and how he didn't go off at, apart from that little couple of line rant, which is brilliant. I deny but all accusations. But that's the way he is. That's why he stays. As I said, the difference between the two of them is clear because of how he is and how he's got this background and how he's still trying to stay straight in amongst farmers and Umsko and uncles yeah. on way to the touche. I wonder else. if, I know obviously if he hadn't have got the part, he probably would still have to stay for a bit. But I think yeah, it makes the, it. the situation with Monty definitely added more nails to the coffin of his relationship with Widnell. I think that really, he was really upset with Widnell there. Yeah. So I think yeah, their relationship if... was already on the turn. Even if he hadn't have got the part, I wonder if Marwood might have already started thinking, I've got to get out of this. Maybe. Maybe. I think he'd probably have stuck around and he would have got something somewhere because he's still got that slight bit of sanity to go for something properly. Mm, mm. He would have made it. But yeah, maybe the friendship's tarnished. And uh, Danny will move in. Who oh, knows? God, can you imagine? <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, you wouldn't like that, would you? Blood. No, it'd be my idea of hell. Probably but not that... when I was 20, but now, my God. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, that is Marwood in a nutshell. And, yeah, um, Marwood. I like Marwood. him. I like him a lot. I really do. I like sad... him when he's on screen. He's interesting. As you said, it's got none of the classic Wignall things that everyone talks about, but he's, he's very much needed. And he's the eyes, the eyes for the rest of us, really, telling the story. Definitely. And I, and I think, you know, you can't, as we've said, you can't, all, you need a straight man. You can't always have everyone no, be, no. being massive characters and hilarious because it's like, where do you look? You know, if everyone's giving it all that much energy. Um, look at Walkham and Wise. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Little and large. Yeah. But no, he's he's a Cannon very likable, very likable character, very well played. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so we like Marwood. He's so mauve. He is mauve. And it, what does yeah. that mean, by the way? No he's idea. So mauve. I love it though. No idea. Ask the um Facebook groups, they might know. It gets used a lot, that line. It's it's lovely. So nice. He's so it's, mauve. It, the whole but thing it, is full of quotes. We've no idea what they mean, but we love them. Yes, we do. And it just but also as well, it kind of weirdly sums up quite a lot. Like I sort yeah. of I, can so sort of, I, I love it. coming out what coming over all bald on me. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> it's brilliant though, isn't it? Well, because hair, hair are your aerials. So if you've got no aerials, yeah. you're coming over all bald, aren't you? <laughs> you're not genius. You're not receiving anything if you've got no, no hair. No, but I love that line. It's it's full of them, but there we are. So we like Marwood. Yeah, we, ne you. we need Marwood. You think you'd never go back and look after his friend again? I think he's giving him money. I think he's supporting him for years and trying and trying. And but anyway, yeah, we do like him. He's very we well do. played. He's a great, but Gans great again casting. Don't you think? Oh, uh, fabulous! Yeah, mm. excellent, excellent. Well, the whole thing's brilliantly cast, as we've always said. So um... yeah, we didn't really touch on him though, but I think he's perfect for that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, so we like Marwood. That's all done. Mm. What next? Marwood. So I think our final episode is coming up and we'll be talking about the ending. Oh, is this it? We reached it. Unless fantastic. we can think of anything else. Well, not fantastic, because I've loved speaking to you. Um, but unless oh, we can yeah. think of anything else to discuss. Well, maybe people could come up with some ideas. What's the email address? Uh, with Nell and us at Outlook.com. There you go. Fire that in, especially if you're in the Falkland Islands, Italy. <laughs> the Isle of Man, New Zealand, everywhere. Oh, oh God, mass. Oh yeah, I forgot about the crew Turkey. Hello, Turkey. Those guys, those guys love us down there. Yeah, listen, so. wherever you are in the world, if you've got anything you want us to talk about for Withnell and I, please send in any ideas. And uh, if we can get another episode out of this, then we will. Yeah, yeah, love it. All right. Uh, just chin, one, chin. before we go, want... somp back. <laughs> <laughs>